Okay, you know, over the last three weeks, we've been doing uh, a topic on foundations in the church. And, uh, and uh, if you've not, if you've missed any of those sessions, I would highly recommend that you listen to those because those are foundational teachings on how Jesus is building his church. And we need to be on the same page on that. Now, I don't know if you've realized, you, hopefully you heard, you listened to Sundar as he made the announcement. We are not going to be together like this for another 30 days. Yeah? So next Sunday we'll meet in gyms, in different homes. Okay? And then the next two Sundays we're not going to meet. And we're going to meet on June 4th, which is almost 30 days away. Now, those 30 days can go like this. Now, many of us have planned on going on holidays and all that. Wonderful. Hope you are refreshed and have a great time. But, but can you imagine if after those 30 days, when we all gather together on the 4th of June, yeah, we would, there, there would be a difference in your life because of things you've done over these 30 days. You know, have you seen some people who have, say, gone on a diet? Okay, they were very overweight, and they said, okay, 30 days, maybe 60 days, you know, they're going on this diet, and then you see them after two months, and they are transformed, isn't it? Have you met people like that? Yeah. You know, I, I like to tell this dieting joke. I said, listen, I, I'm on this diet. I'm aiming to lose 15 kilos. Yeah, it's a joke, huh? 15 kilos, you know, in the next 30 days, and, uh, and I, already 15 days are up. And he said, how's it going? He said, it's great, only 20 more kilos to go. <laughs> you got to do the maths to understand it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay. So, so what, what, we, what, would, what would be great to see is that when we disperse from here and come back in 30 days and are all together, that there will be some transformation in each and every one of us. Wouldn't that be great? Okay, so uh, we are not going to go, I'm not going to speak about the foundations in the church right now. We're going to go on a different track because I don't want to begin a new theme. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 30, the Lord Jesus said this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. Do you think this is important? Jesus says, this is the greatest and the first commandment to do this. Now, the question is, how do we love our God this way? Okay, and uh, so I'm going to share with us four areas which we can focus on over the next 30 days. It's going to be a very practical message. Four areas that if we put something into practice every day, at the end of 30 days, you would have grown. Have you noticed with children, you know, they go on summer vacation and they come back and they are as tall as their mother or father? Yeah, they've grown. How? Because 30 days or 60 days of something. Okay, so let's pray this morning. Come. Father, we thank you that we can come together to study your word. We pray. Thank you for the wonderful morning we've had. We pray now that your Holy Spirit would continue to speak to our hearts, to our minds, to our spirits that we would be built up and strengthened in your presence and in your word. Help me, Lord. Anoint me to speak your words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
So I'm going to look at four things, and uh, not in any particular order, but uh, let's look at them. So what does it mean to love the Lord your God with all your strength, or with all your body? Okay, it must mean something about the body, isn't it? And the first area of, uh, to, of focus I'm going to speak about this morning is the physical or the body. Okay, everybody touch your body. Say, this body. We're talking about this, flesh and blood. In 1 Corinthians, now, you know, Christians can go into two extremes. Or not only Christians, people in the world. On one extreme, people only think about the body, isn't it? They, they, they look concerned about how they look, what they wear, their hairstyle, their makeup, their uh, everything, you know, and, and the focus is so much on the body. That's bad. On the other extreme, you know, there are people who just don't care anything about the body, how their hair is, their dress, you know, their, their everything. And, and that, that's the other extreme. What's the biblical balance about caring for our body? So we need to have the right worldview and light, right glasses. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 to 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 to 20. Paul, writing to the Corinthians, he says this. He says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? We learned that last week. Who lives in you, whom you have received from God. So this body that we have, God's Spirit dwells in it. Okay? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. So God's instruction to us is this, that your body, number one, is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So it's precious. How we take care of it is important. Secondly, it's, he says that, you know, that you are not your own, that your body really belongs to Jesus. You were purchased by Him. Now imagine if uh, Sundar, where is Sundar? Sundar is, okay. You know, Sundar lent you his new car. <laughs> you know, he said, Sundar, Sundar, you speak to Sundar and say, listen, I'm going to Lonavla for the weekend with my family. We can't fit in my car. Can I borrow your car? And he graciously gives it to you. Would you take care of it? You, you'd be very careful. Why? Because it's not your car. You know, one headlamp costs 30,000 rupees probably. You know? And so you'd be very careful driving that car. And the same way here, we need to realize that our bodies belong to Jesus. So it's important how we take care of our bodies. And it says, honor God with your bodies. Um, in you know, in, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, Paul writing to Timothy says this. He says, um, For physical training is of some value. There's the biblical reference to going to a gym. <laughs> okay? Physical training is of some value. And Paul is, of course, contrasting it with, uh, with, with godliness, which is much better to focus on. But he's saying, listen, physical training is important. So as Christians, here, here's the first area of focus. We're talking about physical, loving God with our strength, taking care of our bodies. Why do we need to do this? Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. They don't belong to us. They belong to Jesus. He has purchased us. 
And we are called to honor God with our bodies. So what should we do? Okay, so three areas of focus. Number one is diet. Over the next 30 days, okay, think of, you know, if you're eating badly, see how you can change something. I want to say there are many in the church, you know, especially among the leadership who have, who have gone on to different kinds of diets, and it's great, okay? But, you know, for example, sugars are bad, you know that. Okay, cut that out, yeah? And uh, carbs, restricted. So it's a diet, so something on diet. You know, India has one of the highest diabetes rates in the world. Why? Because have you eaten any Indian sweets? <laughs> have you? And, and our food is so full of carbs. Okay? So we need to take care of our bodies, how we eat. Google it, you can find out. Second thing is exercise. Now when I'm sharing these things, I'm preaching to myself as well. All right? And one of the things I greatly struggle with exercise. Anybody struggles with exercise? Yeah, just a few. The rest of them are fit, wonderful. <laughs> you know, uh, exercise. And, uh, and, and really, he's saying, Paul is saying, physical training is of some value. Okay? So that's an area to look at. So, and the third area is sleep. That make sure you're getting sufficient sleep. Anybody struggling with getting sleep and getting enough sleep? All right, yeah? So, so we need sleep. We need sleep. Okay? So... How can we love God with our bodies? Make sure you're taking care of your diet, you're doing some kind of exercise, and you're getting sufficient sleep. Okay? Very simple. This is, you know, uh, practical and this thing. Now, as I go through these points, think of, think of these areas and just think about what, what change can I make that I can implement over the next 30 days? Okay? I'm going to give you one minute to think about it because I can just share this and it can go out of one year and out the other. But just think right now, what, is, what, what change could I possibly make for the next 30 days? The goal is the next 30 days. Hmm? Think about it. Yeah. Have you thought of something? Yeah, just one thing? Okay, turn to your neighbor and share with one another. Great. Exercise, diet, sleep, which one? Diet. Okay. Hmm? Consistent walking. Consistent? Walking. Walking. I'm also going to do exercise with little push-ups and all that. <laughs> walking. Okay. Great. I hope that's helpful. Yeah? And, and listen, when you come back in 30 days... You can talk to the person and say, how did it go? All right. <laughs> okay, the next one. Let's look at the next one. The second area is relationships. Over the next 30 days, what can we do? Now, the Christian life, as you know, is not something that is just lived in isolation. We live in community. Community is so important. And uh, we've got... Many verses that speak about meeting together. Most famous is Hebrews 10, 20, 24 and 25, which is, and let us not neglect meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and, all, and let us spur one another to good deeds. All right. So here is what I'd like us to do when it comes to relationships. Okay. Uh, 
we have two Sundays that are free. Remember, next Sunday is gym Sunday and then two Sundays that are free. Some of you may be here, some of you may be out, but you've got 30 days to work things out. And, and here's what I'd like us to do. Number one is, can we invest one Sunday or one evening or one afternoon in getting together with somebody who's not yet a believer? Okay? Because life is so busy, but now we've parceled out time and we're saying we are here for the lost. So think of somebody, maybe a colleague at work, a neighbor, a, a friend, a relative, somebody. If you don't know anybody, go on the street and invite somebody for a cup of coffee. Okay, but somebody, and, and uh, you're saying, I, I want to just spend a couple of hours with that person. Okay, you could go for a coffee, invite them for a meal, you could visit their home, you could, you know, do all kinds of things. But just, you're investing some time with somebody who's not yet a believer. Look, it's so wonderful to meet one another. But to meet somebody who's not yet a believer. Psalm 125 verses 5 says this. Psalm 125 verse 5 says... Oh, 126 verse 5. Sorry, 126 verse 5. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, verse 6, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. You're going out and having this meal or visiting this friend is you're sowing into God's kingdom. Okay? And, and, and God will in time, you'll be able to reap with tears of joy. Remember, we are here for the lost. So can we do that? Okay, the, the second Sunday, or that's so one thing is you're going to do something with somebody who's not yet a believer. And the second thing you're going to do is do something with somebody who is a believer, somebody from the church. And, uh, you know, meet with them. And the aim is what, what, what we've read about in, in, in Hebrews. It says, encourage one another, spur one another to good works. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, build one another up. Build one another. So listen, so when we meet together, it's great to have a meal and joke and fun and all that is great. But make sure that at the end of your time or within that time there, you have somewhere encouraged people or you've stirred them up to godliness or you've done something to build them up. One of these things has happened. Okay, so, so that's what we're doing. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 12, Paul writing to the Thessalonians. And uh, this is what he says. He says, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. So when we meet people, there should be an overflow of love flowing into, into you know. So take something, go to their house, cook for them, do something. But there should be an exchange of love. Okay, so the first area is physical. The second area is relational. And in relational, we are saying invest in an unbeliever, invest in a believer. Here you're sowing and hopefully you'll reap in time. Here you're building one another up. Amen? All right, let's look at number three. Number three is the spiritual. Okay, so in, in the next 30 days, what can you do that can take you to the next level spiritually. The 30 days will just pass. You know, what can you do? 
And I've got three things that I can pass on to you. First of all, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Peter 3, verse 18. It's a command. It says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the command to grow spiritually is a command from the Lord. Okay? So you've got to do something to grow. Now, what can we do? And, and I've got three areas here. I, I, mean, I mean, the absolute non-negotiable is our prayer and our Bible reading. Okay? We've got to just keep that going where we are building ourselves up, praying daily. There's so much to pray for. Bible reading, follow the soap thing that we've done. Yeah? And uh, I want to add a third one, fasting. We had three days of prayer and fasting uh, last week. And I don't know how many of you fasted, but listen, add fasting to your spiritual regimen. If you look at anybody in the New Testament, any great leader, right from Moses to David to Jesus, all of them fasted. Okay, we are called to fast as well. And, and there's something about fasting that establishes your control over, over, over your body. Okay, and so I want to encourage you over the next 30 days, say, you know, you say, okay, for the next 30 days, I'm going to make sure that at least out of 25 out of 30, I'll be consistent in praying, in reading my Bible, and maybe I'll just fast two or three days, you know? And, and, and you watch the difference that'll, that, that'll take place in your life. Okay, second area that you can grow in. Pick up a book to read. I, I don't even ask this question. <laughs> when was the last time you picked up a book to read? Okay, I mean, I was so thrilled. I don't know where I was, somewhere, maybe in an airport or something, and I saw this family of people, and all of them, you know, children, this, were taking a book and sitting down and reading. Isn't that amazing? You know, that's a very rare sight. I was actually going to photograph them, but then I said, <laughs> not allowed. But, but that's true, okay? But get a book and, and read it, you know, or pick up a sermon series and go through it, but invest in your spiritual growth. Okay, our heart, our relationship with God. And the third area of growth in spiritual, it's prayer and Bible reading, fasting, that's spiritual disciplines. Pick up a book or a sermon series that's growing. And the third area is in 2 Timothy 1, 6 to 7. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 to 7, where Paul writing to Timothy says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. What is the spiritual gift God has entrusted to you? Think about it. Okay? And, and what Paul said to Timothy, God is saying to us, fan into flame. That means take that gift and develop it. Okay? Now, it's like this. You are a piece of gold. Imagine, do you know where gold is found? It's found in the dirt, in the rock. You have to dig it and it looks... Or a diamond, the same thing. It's just rock. But before that diamond can be used, or that gold can be used, there's much purification, cleanliness, I mean cleaning up and sharpening and cutting and heating and, oh, and shaping and all that happens. And so that's the same thing. God has given you a gift. There's a potential in there. Whatever your gift may be. Prophesying. You know... Uh, 
healing, words of knowledge, leading worship. There are so many spiritual gifts. God has given you something. And you're saying, over the next 30 days, how can I sharpen that and make it even more better? Anybody worked with a knife that is blunt? Isn't it a pain cutting things with a blunt knife? You just... But you know, we've got this wonderful sharpener at home. You take the knife and you run it through a few times and then it's sharp as ever, okay? And, and that's the same thing with you. Can you sharpen your gift over the next... First of all, identify what your gift is and then do something. Maybe hear a message, practice it. Do something to sharpen that gift to take it to the next level. Okay, so in the area of spiritual, the heart, three areas to focus on are spiritual disciplines, okay? Pick up a book or a sermon series and you're just going through it and do something to sharpen and develop your spiritual gift. Is that easy? All right. Let's look at the last one. How do you love the Lord your God with your mind, mentally? Anybody heard of AI? Who's not heard of AI? <laughs> okay. Listen, let me tell you, AI is taking over the world. Yeah. Okay, all, I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. The stuff that you can do, a lot of routine things that, that people were employed to do, now AI is doing it, you know. You want a picture? You can just type a few words and you can generate a beautiful picture. Okay, and, and there's no end to what, what all it's doing. So, in this world, we, we need to develop our mind as well. We need to grow in our mind. We've got to learn new things because the world is changing so much. Okay, we've got to learn new things and new ways of doing things. And uh, for this, our mind needs to be sharpened. Okay, we need to continually develop our mind by imbibing new things, new tools and so forth. You know, just in these last few weeks, I, I've picked up new computer languages, new stuff, new things, which I never knew before. And I said, no, I'm not going to bother with it. But as I was developing the app, I just really needed to learn these things in order to do it. And uh, so I want to encourage you to grow mentally. Okay? So there are some books, I don't know, there's something called Deep Work. Yeah? And it's a wonderful book that just talks about how we accomplish much more when we just carve ourselves time that is undisturbed, okay, and, and, and different things. So here's, here's my suggestion, instruction to you. Can, can, you do, can you do something over the next 30 days to grow your mind mentally? Learn something new, okay, learn something new. Maybe in your uh, work, whatever work you're doing. See, how can I excel at my work? How can I do something better? What can I improve? So you're looking at things all the time to say, how can I make a difference? Okay? Don't just say, this is how it's been. This is how it'll always be. What can I do? Okay, so think about that and say, what, what is it that I can do? So let me wrap it all up. We have 30 days before us. We're going to enjoy our holidays. But in the midst of all the holidays and everything that's happening, we're going to focus on four areas in our lives. Our body, our soul, relationships. We're going to focus on our heart, our spiritual, and we're going to focus on our mind. 
We're going to spend a few hours doing these things. There's not going to be, you know, all these things. And, and I tell you, at the end of 30 days, when we come on the 4th of June and we meet together, okay, people should see a discernible dis difference in your life. Okay? You've grown spiritually. You've changed physically. Okay? You've uh, built some relationship with somebody here. You've encouraged them. You've spurred them on to good, love and good deeds. You've uh, built them up. You've encouraged them. You've been able to increase in your love and done something like that. Okay? And uh, of course, prayer, mentally, you've learned something new that will take you to a new level in your work situation. Are you ready for that? Okay, simple message to send us off on our holidays together. Amen? Okay, let me ask you a question. How many of you are going to do something about this? Put your hand up. Let me see commitments here. Yeah, we're going to do something about it. Great. All right, let's, let's do that. Okay, why? Because God wa wants us to grow. Okay, let's pray together. Come, let's stand. Lord, we thank you so much, Lord, that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That we are not our own. We've been purchased by you and you've called us to honor us with our bodies, with our minds, with our spirits, with our strength, with our soul. Lord, I commit each one of us, the whole church to you. I pray that your protection and blessing would be upon us over the next 30 days, Lord. I pray for all those traveling that you would watch over us we go safely and come back safely. We pray you watch over our homes, our cars, our belongings, our everything, Lord. Our health. Lord, I pray for uh, wonderful times of refreshment. Lord, I pray for provision and protection. I pray for fun and laughter. And Lord, I pray that uh, you know, in all these areas, Lord, that we, Lord, your goal for us is to become more like Jesus. And Jesus grew in stature, in favor with God and in man. He grew spiritually. You grew spiritually, Lord, as a child. Lord, in, in every way you grew, Lord. Thank you. Lord, I just pray that you would do this, that we would do the same in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.